Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Art of Unraveling podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that is always near and dear to my heart, and that is stepping into your power. And there's so many different facets of this. There's so many different ways that we can work on stepping into our power. I talk a lot about this from my own experience, you know, growing up with trauma as a young girl and never really learning how to set boundaries and and stick up for myself and kind of just really learning to shut down. Like I vividly in my in my mind right now there's this image of me from kindergarten my kindergarten picture and i almost look like sad like withdrawn like there's a little you know the like the light kind of is not in my eyes anymore and it's just such an interesting picture it's my school picture from kindergarten and it's i look at that and i just go wow like you know that's kind of a representation of what happened like I shut down. I learned to shut down who I was that, you know, I learned that it wasn't safe to kind of let my wild nature go and be free and be wild. And for many reasons, you know, and it, you know, it's not just my primary caregiver. There's other stories from family members that I've heard over the years of things that happened like in my first three years of life, you know, nothing terrible, but little things that I can like put the puzzle pieces together and go, oh, okay. Like that also contributed to a sense of being shut down. And outwardly, maybe you wouldn't have thought that about me. You know, you wouldn't have thought that I was shut down, but mostly I masked it with alcohol in college. Anyway, I didn't really drink in high school, but in college, I was very outgoing, very social, but mostly only when I was drinking. You know, when I was drinking, you would think I had the confidence of whatever. (laughs) But, um, and I think that's true of a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to, you know, using alcohol as kind of like a social buffer. But like deep down inside, I didn't feel that way. And as I have stepped into entrepreneurship over the years, and especially in the last few years of going more to an online business, I've really seen where this shut down aspect of myself has come into play because as an entrepreneur, especially when you're focusing on more of an online business, you really have to put yourself out there. You really have to speak your truth, be vulnerable, show different parts of yourself. And that has been a challenge for me. There was, because of my conditioning growing up, I really believed I had to be perfect. I think I've shared this before, but I don't know that I have. But, you know, I used to, because of how I was wired and because my mom would yell at me a lot, 
I would count how many times a day I got yelled at. And if it was more today than it was yesterday, I would tell myself, you need to do better. So I was using perfectionism. My subconscious was. So here's the thing about our brain that I talk about in here all the time. Your brain does this to protect you. It's always looking for ways to keep you safe. Like that is its job. Its job is to keep you alive, to protect you, to keep you safe. And so all of these quote unquote issues that we have now as adults that, you know, the different things that we struggle with, be it perfectionism, people pleasing, overachieving, you know, all the things, anything you can think of that annoys you about yourself that you wish was different, developed to protect you. So first and foremost, we always want to come at these parts of ourself with love and compassion, which is really hard because in a lot of ways they are, you know, sabotaging us, sabotaging what we desire in our life. So I, my brain, not I, I didn't choose this, right? I didn't choose to develop into a perfectionist. My brain said, okay, there's punishment happening here when we do things wrong. So let's keep trying to do things better so that we don't get punished. So it was my brain's way of thinking it was keeping me alive, right? That I was surviving because this was my primary caregiver. And so I especially need that person to feed me, clothe me, change me, all of that kind of stuff, right? You know, that's when you're a tiny baby. When I remembered counting the amount of times I got yelled at, I was a little bit older then, of course. But this starts right out of the womb, you know, that there's this instinctual drive that we have to get this love, get this these survival things, food, water, shelter, clothing, some sort of attention as an infant from this primary caregiver. So this is all very biological. There's a very animalistic part to us. Yogi Bhajan always said, the person that brought kundalini yoga to the West from India, he always said that we have three parts. We have the animal part, the human part, and the angelic part within us. So we have this animal part. Never forget that. There's a part of you that's very reactive, very biological, very instinctual. And that part is also what's connected to trauma which if you're just new here, I mean, I know I've got several episodes now, so maybe you just found this podcast. You're just tuning in for the first time. You don't want to go back and listen to 50 different episodes. There's so many good ones, though, if I'm being biased. But we talk a lot about trauma in here. And I really want to be part of this wave, this movement of normalizing trauma because we all have it to some degree or another. And when we have trauma, our brains more easily go into fight or flight. Now, we all have, that's kind of that animalistic response, right? Like you watch, um, if you watched a wolf chase down a, a bunny, for instance, and the bunny runs away, that would be fl- fleeing, right? That's fleeing, that's running away. And then if the bunny escapes the wolf, what Peter Levine, who is a foremost, amazing researcher, psychologist, I don't know all of his titles, but he's a forerunner on trauma, has a bunch of books out, is um, just amazing in somatic experiencing. 
And that is what I'm going to deep into now. I'm taking one of his courses. So he studied animals and he watched that when that bunny escaped the wolf, that it would shake afterwards. It would tremble. It would shake. It would kind of, you know, shake all of that trauma out. In other words, according to Peter Levine, it would complete the trauma cycle. The problem with humans is we have the prefrontal cortex in our brain, the frontal lobes of our brain, which are for higher thinking, rationalization, analyzing, and all that sort of thing. That's what makes us, you know, able to create all the things we do as humans that animals don't create. However, we still have that animal part in us. And so what happens is something traumatic happens, which Peter Levine talks about surgeries are traumatic. Car accidents are traumatic. There's, you know, the pandemic was traumatic. And so nobody is immune to trauma. In fact, his quote is, trauma is a part of life, but it doesn't have to be a life sentence. Okay, there's there's ways to heal from it. And that's what we talk about in here. And we'll continue to talk about because I'm learning so much right now. So what I wanted to share is growing up with this instinctual kind of fight or flight switch turned on, which just means my nervous system is more activated and elevated, kind of like that, like imagine there's a fight or flight switch. Mine just got stuck to on. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. So You can go into overwhelm pretty easy. I know I can. You can experience more anxiety, sometimes more depression. In my case, the physical issue from that has been fatigue because it's very fatiguing to have your nervous system amped up, ready to fight or flight 24-7. And it's not like I can't relax, but... I very easily, very quickly go into that fight or flight state, go into overwhelm. If something triggers me in my environment, my nervous system is on high alert. I'm ready. I'm looking and I'm ready. And it's it's called hypervigilance. I'm, I'm hypervigilant to any kind of attack or threat. Now, one area of my research that I just got into, this woman was talking to us about, um, her name's Lisa DeJong. She was talking about how, like, when you're stuck on fight or flight, oftentimes you can get stuck in comparison. So maybe you're listening to this, and I know I have had this. I've been working through comparing myself to others. Like, let's be real. Social media does not make that easy, right? We look on, you can be having a great day, and you go look on social media, and somebody's making more money than you, you know, traveling the world, and, like, doing all of these things. And they're in your industry, and you're just like, ugh right? Or anything, you know, maybe you're a mom and you go on there and you see this other mom who looks like she's just got it all together and she never has an off day. It's just like you can find a million and one ways to compare yourself. So I think comparison is just probably an epidemic at this point. However, this person specifically said, like, if you are almost like there's an addiction to comparison, like you're going on there just to look And, you know, you can't seem to pull yourself away, which I've definitely struggled with. She said that is a symptom of being stuck in fight or flight because unconsciously, so in subconsciously, unconsciously, you feel threatened. So if you feel threatened, you have to 
look out there. What's what else is going on? What are other people doing? And it's it's almost this survival. It's like you're doing it unconsciously to survive. And I don't know about you. I tried to explain this to William and he just kind of looked at me like I was talking like I was crazy. So maybe you're doing the same thing right now. But to me, that was that little mind blowing emoji moment where I was just like, holy shit, this is it. You know, like this is another byproduct of having your nervous system just on all the time. And so how do we switch it off and all of these things, right? There's so many things to talk about, but we're going to try to keep this kind of succinct today. So there's many ways to regulate your nervous system. And if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, and if you don't, I would highly recommend you do. Right now, I'm called the Sensitive CEO. That might be changing again, but go follow the Sensitive CEO or Pure Light Coaching if you are listening to this later. Uh, I will be changing it, I think, to that. I don't know. Pardon that little side note conversation. That's a story for another day. However, (laughs) this unraveling process, that's why I call it the art of unraveling because it really is an art. It's really different person to person. Everybody has a unique nervous system. But there's, you know, this nervous system regulation is such a buzzword right now if you are on social media at all. And it's because it's really kind of this, it's like this missing puzzle piece to healing, in my opinion. And if we can get a hold on and learn to regulate our nervous system, which I believe it's not just something that, it's not something that just happens. It's going to be like one of those things you have to do maintenance on, right? It's learning about what triggers you in your environment. We can't always predict triggers, but maybe you know, like, I'm just going to use this example. Maybe you know it's around the holiday time and you have to go see your family and you know that somebody, one of your family members is really like outspoken and, you know, just says inappropriate things that trigger people and that definitely trigger you. So like, what can you do before you go that that helps your nervous system stay safe? Or maybe voicing your opinion and saying, I can't make it this year, right? So it's like protecting your nervous system or preparing your nervous system when you can. And when you can't, to have some tools you can use to help regulate it uh, when triggers do arise. For instance, like shaking it out, you know, like I have some videos on YouTube about shaking it out and different things you can do, like placing your one of your hands over your forehead and the other hand behind uh, on the back of your neck. And if it feels comfortable to you, just closing your eyes and breathing nice and slow, this will help calm you down. But it's not, you know, you want to sit there for a little bit. You want to sit there until you feel that relaxation in your nervous system, until you feel your heart rate start to go down. You can also, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan, and I'm sure I've talked about it in here, of placing your hands on your heart, your heart center, like the center of your chest. And again, doing long, deep breathing, just slowing everything down, preferably with eyes closed, but not everybody feels safe doing that. So you can leave your eyes open. But it's little things like that are what I'm talking about when it comes to regulating your nervous system. It's how do I get when I feel myself in that amped up state because of some perceived trigger, you know, just knowing that 
if all of this resonates with you, then most likely your nervous system is more activated. It's easier, easily activated into that fight or flight state. And so we want to find ways to bring it back down. There's also the freeze state. That's going to be a podcast for another day, but freeze is another one. That's where we want to isolate, where we want to Ah, just kind of go within, not get out of bed. That's more of kind of like that depressed state, but it's also part of the trauma cycle. So it's really kind of accessing and learning that like some of these, you know, mental health disorders, and I know the holistic psychologist says this, some of these, these mental health disorders are actually just a dysregulated nervous system. I mean, another mind-blowing emoji there, right? that if we focus on the nervous system, we can actually get ourselves out of anxiety and out of depression. So I'm not, you know, let there be the warning there that obviously if you're on medication or you have severe depression, like that's not exactly what I'm talking about here. But but she's she's actually making that statement, you know. So it's not to say that it's the same to be true for everybody, But I would say even somebody that has severe anxiety, severe depression, if they began a process of really looking at their triggers, what triggers them in their environment and learning tools to regulate their nervous system, that these things could heal over time. This isn't a quick fix. Nothing is a quick fix in this department, right? Regulating your nervous system is a a moment-by-moment experience. And I would also say on a spiritual note, it's about being in the present moment. Because when my nervous system is activated and when I'm unconsciously perceiving that there's a threat, then I am not in my body. I'm instantly in my head. And that's what trauma does. Trauma takes us out of the present moment. It puts us on high alert. It activates, you know, a lot of different issues within our body. It's preparing you to run or fight. So your energy is going away from your digestion. Cortisol is getting released. Cortisol released over time, that's a stress hormone. So you're literally at like, again, when I say you, I mean, you're not consciously doing this. This is your body. This is your nervous system reacting to a perceived threat. So don't blame yourself. Don't shame yourself. However, I'm trying to explain this the best way I can and So your nervous system is activated and it's releasing all of these cortisol. And over time, that produces disease in your body. It affects your hormones. Hello, I've had hormone issues. Hello, I've had thyroid issues. Hello, I have had fatigue issues. Um, Fibromyalgia, chronic pain. These are also signs of trauma, of being in an activated nervous system, either in that dorsal vagal state, which is the the freeze response, or the sympathetic nervous system stuck in fight or flight mode. So none of this is wrong. We need all of those parts of our nervous system. But it's when we have experienced trauma and our nervous system doesn't know how to come out of it and complete the cycle of the trauma where we get stuck. And issues arise after years and years and years of this, okay? So again, I gave you a couple little exercises there in the middle of this uh, podcast or just a few moments back to use to help regulate your nervous system. 
stick around, hop on over to my TikTok, to my Instagram. I will be sharing reels on this and more content because this is where my head is at right now. And uh, I am, I deeply realize how big of a piece of the puzzle this is. And this will 100% be incorporated into my work with my clients, with my group coaching, with my one-on-one. So I think I started talking about empowerment and went on to trauma. So we'll save the empowerment talk for another day. But healing your trauma is part of being empowered and understanding. And it's not to say it heals and goes away forever. Again, this is an ongoing moment by moment, you checking in with yourself. It's deep self-love. It's deep self-love to notice when your nervous system is dysregulated and to have some tools in your tool bag to bring yourself back into the present moment, calm your nervous system down to the best of your ability, and you begin to train the nervous system then over time that it and it gets quicker and easier to come into that downregulated state, right? It gets quicker and easier to regulate your nervous system the more you practice this. So it does get easier, but I don't believe that it ever just goes away. If you've experienced trauma for 40 some years, you know, or whatever, like you you've been holding on to it for that long or 50 or 60 or 30 or 20, whatever, then it doesn't just completely go away, but it'll let you know when when it needs to be regulated, right? If you have any questions on this, please reach out to me. You can message me at thesensitiveceo at gmail.com or on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook at thesensitiveceo. Thank you so much for being here and I hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.